Okay, so um, hi everyone. Um, welcome to this fireside chat where um, innovators, product creators, entrepreneurs come to discuss um, impactful ideas. Our mission is to inspire more people to build great product experiences, get into product. My name is Andre Marquet, and I'll be your host today. So today um, I'll be talking with Margot Muller. Margot, she's uh, hailing from France and she started her product career in San Francisco after three years working in professional services. She went from product manager to senior product manager, then lead product manager at Smart Recruiters, working on both B2B and B2C platforms and products. And she's now a senior product manager at Amazing Berlin Scale Up Contentful. When she's not solving customer problems or rocking with engineers, you can find her making food, trying out the recipes or dipping her knowledge in wines. And she's also spending a lot of time participating on diversity and inclusion initiatives, both internally inside the company or helping people find jobs, reviewing resumes, giving advice, mentoring. The benefits of having worked for an applicant tracking system is that she knows the ins and outs of the recruiting trade. And I think this is going to be super helpful for all of you guys today. So hi, Margot, welcome. And thanks for, for joining us today. Yeah, my pleasure. So where are you today? I am based in Berlin. Um, yeah, definitely no need for a fireside with uh, the current weather. I assume it's uh, the same in, in Lisbon. It is, it is super hot today as well. <laughs> Uh, it's a very sunny and shiny day, actually. Um, so um, we will have um, students from our current cohort and also people joining in this um, in this chat. So um, most most of people joining us today actually coming from a non tech role or a non tech background. I guess that's also your journey. You came from a non tech role. So how did you get into product in the first place, Margot? Um, yeah, so I was um, working in professional services, as you mentioned, for an HR tech company in France. Mm -hmm. And when I moved to San Francisco with my husband, I naturally looked into HR tech companies um, in the Silicon Valley. So I applied at Smart Recruiters, which um, is an applicant tracking system, and I was hired as an enterprise implementation manager. Um, at the time, it was still a small company who just started selling to enterprise. It actually just became a unicorn yesterday. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, throughout this time, I was uh, always hanging out um, with our product and design team, uh, working on some projects with them, like um, creating a persona book together, organizing and leading some in-depth interviews with our customers, etc. And so I was always kind of like tagging along and proposing my help. Um, and things like that. So uh, having this job um, uh, really allowed me to, to both know the tiniest details of our product, understanding the pain points of our customers, since I was talking to them all day, all week long, um, as well as understanding core technical concepts, because I was like designing integrations with my teams. Mm -hmm. uh, but also that super close relationship with product allowed me to understand the product process and what it takes um, to build products. So that would be yeah, my advice. If um, you, you have that possibility in your company, get yourself known uh, to the product team, propose your help, 
Um, I'm, I'm sure, you know, product managers or designers will gladly take you on into some interviews so you can see how it looks like and, and things like that. So yeah, I want to drop a point um, at Smart Recruiters in product. I applied um, internally and I became a product manager on the core platform. So my goal here was to make our administrator persona happy because mm -hmm. it's a persona that I was working with every day before. Um, so think everything that happens under the hood of a software, like permissions, configuration APIs, processes, templates, um, and things like that. Yeah. Great. So what, what took you to San Francisco in the first place? Um, that's a good question. Uh, the love of the Bay Area, no, but uh, <laughs> I, I studied, um, I did a, a year abroad um, mm -hmm. during my bachelor. So I did an exchange with uh, UC Berkeley. Oh, nice. And I did fell in love with the Bay Area. So where, after where, that, where are you coming from, France, right? Which which yeah. part of France are you coming from? Um, so I'm from Alsace, which is on the oh. east side of France. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, so I went back to Paris and then I was like, mm, I'm missing that sunshine and, and this nice vibe in the Bay Area. So yeah, you um, cannot be tricked by this, back. right? No, yeah, no. I, I know you're faking it in Lisbon, but. I'll, yeah. I'll come to see that bridge one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, you, you have been working on recruitment. So you, you worked those years um, for that applicant uh, tracking system. Um, how, how was that experience inside, inside um, you know, having this face-to-face -face, um, experience inside a company like, like that? Um, did you come up with any you know, funny story that you remember, because you should have first first access to lots of this um, processes in terms of applications and, and so on, right? Um, you know, nothing, nothing funny, really. Mm. <laughs> um, uh, th there are some, yeah, some, some very uh, creative companies out there. Um, I think uh, one that, that really mastered a good transformation was, um, uh, I think it was McDonald's Canada who mm -hmm. um, was looking for uh, a lot of um, operators in, 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 in their stores and um, not stores, restaurants, I guess. Yeah. And, um, and they did uh, snap applications. So they built an entire job applications via Snapchat. So you mm -hmm. would have like a filter with like a McDonald's hat and everything. Mm -hmm. um, and they integrated that with their ATS and they got like, a massive, massive amount of, of applicants. So, you know, this is a company like from a digital standpoint, they were really able to um, find the right audience uh, through the right channel. And, right. Um, channel is a super important thing, right? Yeah. For recruiters, for um, you really know where you, you should be um, yeah. pitching people, right? You don't go LinkedIn for McDonald's. You you go to other platforms. That makes lots of sense. Yeah, exactly. so, but I, I did get a funny pitch, though, uh, not not uh, when I was working at Smart Recruiters, but um, um, last month I got an email on LinkedIn, uh, mm -hmm. since we're mentioning that, um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> where a recruiter shared her Spotify playlist called Sourcing Jam. Mm -hmm. um, and she said, uh, so it was actually a real playlist because I went through it pretty good and uh she said yes the Beatles sang it she's looking for help she needs someone help yeah. uh to lead product in the company and she ended her email was like have a beautiful day 
with like U2 uh, lyrics. And so I thought that was pretty brilliant. Yeah. Um, that, that was definitely a very interesting approach. I, I tried a couple of uh, approaches like that in the past, not necessarily in the talent market, uh, other markets, as you can imagine. I guess I was not uh, very successful with those approaches, but still. Um, playlist. Yeah, <laughs> creative playlist. Yes. Back in the CD days. So that was many, many years mm -hmm. ago. Um, no Spotify back then. So um, in your opinion, um, is there, so you, you've now transitioned to what is essentially, it, I would say B2B company, right? Um, yeah. And I mean, Smart Recruiters was a, um, is still <laughs> a B2B right. platform, right? It's a software for companies, Absolutely, for, for enterprise companies. customers. Uh, they do have a B2C side though, uh, where they offer um, a tool for job seekers. Mm -hmm. um, to um, yeah, help them find a job and things like that. So they, mm -hmm. they have this little B2C side. Now I am a senior product manager at Contentful, which mm -hmm. is an API first platform. So definitely B2B all B2B the way. All the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So. so lots of people have this, I don't know, fantasized idea. You talk with um, first product managers or product managers to be when they're kind of doing their first and, you know, companies come to mind are essentially B2C companies, right? The companies that are um, popping up in people's mind. But uh, chances are you're going to work for a B2B company, you're going to work for a company which is, you know, best case scenario B2B2C or something like that. So what do you think is the biggest difference in terms of um, the, the product management work you do when you are inside a B2B versus a B2C company, which tends to be maybe the more fantasized uh, version of the, the PM role? Um, yeah, so, so I'd say the, the product process might generally be the same, but in the mm -hmm. daily details, um, I would say so. There's lots of differences. Um, I can only talk about the B2C experience that I've had at Smart Recruiters uh, when I launched that product that I mentioned for, um, for JobSeeker. Mm -hmm. um, the different steps in their journey, I think the first one is the research. Uh, I have found personally user research to be more difficult in the B2C side of things. Um, it has been my experience that software customers are generally more inclined to give you their opinion and they want to make sure that the product they purchased will work for them and will work for their organization so that the investment is not in vain for them. Mm -hmm. um, I have found it more difficult to get the opinion of a wide demographic um, of consumers organically. Uh, mm -hmm. by asking them, hey, do you want to give me your opinion on about X? And really like the outreach you have to do is gigantic before you have someone that says, sure, I'll talk to you. Um, and so I think this is also why there are so many platforms out there that arrange for you user research or user testing. There, there's lots of them. Uh, and I think it, it's particularly because it's it's difficult to, to get to... Uh, um, to talk to consumers. Yeah. Like, even though you said, you know, I'll give you a $30 gift card or something like that. It's just, it's just hard to get. Um, the step so, after, I guess. So, um, so, so sorry, just to checking in here, here but uh, you're saying that in B2B, it's hard to talk with, with, with your B2B. customers. B2B is easier because companies right? want to make it work. And so mm -hmm. if you say, Hey, is a customer willing to talk to me about this, um, array of problems, then um, you'll get a lot of hand raising. And mm -hmm. on the B2C, it's much, much more difficult because you don't have that relationship with them already. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And then on, on building and releasing, um, I think when it comes to uh, software and especially enterprise software, you need to be diligent about your release schedule, right? So some companies work on ad hoc basis, but all of them follow a quarterly release planning or even um, a yearly release. I think uh, I've heard that a few times. Um, and before releasing, you need to ensure that your customers um, you know, are made aware of the change, that they receive proper training, that they can test a feature in a sandbox environment in Venn or, or things like that. So as a product manager, you might be less flexible in what and when you release and test and things like that. Um, but of course, this is very dependent on the companies that you work for. So right. it's not a generality for, for yeah. all, all um, product culture. So in terms of contentful, um, just for people that might not be so familiar with the platform, what are the main takeaways that the, the contentful platform enables? Um, so who, yeah. who are you actually targeting? So maybe just seg in terms of market segmentation, is it what kind of companies and what are the jobs to be done that are going to you know, be provided by that? Um, yeah, so Contentful um, basically allow digital teams to focus on uh, creating great content and basically Contentful, the, the platform takes care of uh, storing it, delivering it fast, um, hopefully, and making it super flexible for them to use in a lot of different ways, be it extensible or, yeah, just like a reliable platform for content to go Basically out. Basically competing against HTML and CSS or you're competing against WordPress? Who are you pitching against? Yeah, so so we're in the, the, the world of uh, CMS. Yeah, so it's content management system. Uh, there are some differences between WordPress and, and Contentful in the sense that Contentful is an API-first platform um, uh, and WordPress is definitely less flexible. So there are things that, you know, we call headless and, um, yeah, more normal CMS. Cool. So what what was the vision um, behind Contentful? Can, do you, is that vision still a big part of the story of Contentful nowadays? Yeah. <clears throat> um, and, um, you know, I joined Contentful um, six months ago or something. Um, so I'm employee probably like number 450, something like this. Um, mm -hmm. But I still sense that the vision and the principle are something strong here at Contentful. And we're still following some of those um, yeah, vision and principles that we, we've had um, in the past. So um, yeah, our group vision is aligned to the product dev vision, which is aligned to the company vision. And um, we have a set of guiding principles like we're a platform first, uh, meaning how easy it is to build on top of our solution. Uh, API first, which makes sure that our product is the same, whether you're a developer integrating to another tool or an editor using one of our um, apps and um, early access program first. And that's actually pretty cool here. And we make sure to test our products with real customers before mm -hmm. putting it out there for general availability. I actually just launched one today. So <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, um, I might get some, some feedback after this, uh, this meeting in, in my inbox from, from a few customers testing it. All right. So can you tell me a little bit about that feature that you just launched? Um, sure. So, um, I'm, I'm, I'm part of a team that um, is making or 
creators, um, editors, and orchestrators happy. So they're actually, I don't know, like product marketers um, and writers that just go in the product and would actually write things for it to be published out there. Um, and my job in particular is to ensure that these people collaborate together within the platform and that they have a good workflow uh, that they, they can follow. So I released a, a functionality about yeah, creating tasks and uh, assigning it to a person or a group of persons. Um, yeah, so we'll see how that goes and what feedback we get. All right, excited. That ah. must be exciting. It's just that you, you have your baby out there and then let's wait for features. So how was the discovery process for that uh, specific feature? Was that something you did, you know, researching with, with, with clients? Um, was that feedback you got from your customer service? How did that pop up, that specific feature on collaboration? Yeah, I mean, um, when I started, I had uh, a few months of research in front of me. Uh, and I was uh, really able to take the time and really, you know, diving into uh, this area of the product. Um, and so I did, yeah, I don't know how many interviews, over 20, something like this, uh, mm -hmm. to really understand how people were working with uh, content and what were the steps um, throughout the, the content journey. Um, yeah, so it definitely stemmed from that 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 feedback that I got um, based on this and internal interviews and data and some yeah competitive analysis as well, I was able to uh, come up with a list of jobs to be done that um, I thought that we should work on in a prioritized order. And so I presented mm -hmm. that to our leadership team and they said, "Go go ahead with your number one." So uh, the number one has been has been done and and out since today. All right, congratulations for that. So, um, you know, there's lots of secret sauce on great software companies and great software products. Um, we have lots of people here. Most of people here are kind of doing their MVP or kind of launching their, you know, first software digital product. Um, any specific advice on, on that where, you know, where, where to start in the beginning where you still have very little evidence, very little traction. Um, so you have an idea and, and then you want to have, you know, you want to ship it. So where, where to start really? Um, yeah. So, you know, how to create great software is a very broad question that I guess we super talk broad, about four yes. hours. Uh, but, you know, two main things uh, comes to mind um, from my experience. Um, the first one, I think people might want to throw tomatoes at me here <laughs> because I'm going to pronounce the forbidden word, but process. Um, your product process has to be simple, lean, and function like a well-oiled machine because one, it allows uh, everyone to know their role along the journey. Um, but uh, more importantly, if done well, it allows the team to focus on the most important aspect of product management, which you mentioned already, Andre which is solving the right problem uh, at the right time and identifying the most important jobs to be done. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I, I mentioned it briefly, but here at Contentful, um, I know not all companies are doing that, but I think it's quite interesting. The, the product manager number one responsibility mm -hmm. is to identify those jobs and prioritize them. Uh, and so the PM is effectively in charge of the problem discovery and is more removed from the solutioning where it's the responsibility of the designer and the engineer. 
-hmm. So I quite like this approach because it ensures that the PM is thinking um, jobs to be done problem and not solution and feature right away. And so that brings more creativity uh, in the solutioning. Um, yeah. And then the second, I'd say great tip, not a great tip, it's quite obvious, <laughs> uh, collaboration. Uh, I can't stress enough the importance of a relationship between a product manager and her or his team with the product designers and engineers. Um, and I think it's the major key to any successful product because you can't do it all by yourself as a product manager, as, as, as smart as you are, um, I don't think it's possible. So here are some tips I can share with you. Um, if you start in an established team, uh, meet with them, understand how they work, what they like, what they don't like, um, what they expect from you, what you expect from them, um, how you work, et cetera. And I think that helps set a good base for a trusting relationship and exchanging a lot of feedback. And the second tip is really to involve everyone from the beginning. Um, invite your engineers to your in-depth interviews with customers, mm -hmm. bring yeah, them on site, let them watch how your users are using your product, do dog fooding workshops. Mm -hmm. um, dog fooding being, we use our own product, right? Um, always explain results from a user testing, share competitive news, that company launched this. Uh, it's so close to what we're doing. And so um, if everyone's really involved from the beginning, it really allows for the best solutions to be thought and built because you can't just think of everything by yourself. Yeah, you're really a team there. Absolutely. And, you know, super hard question, but still, what, what is like the single most important thing um, a company in terms of product can do to be successful? Because I, I guess you're, that, that process you have in place at Contentful where you focus so much on the problem space and not so much on the solution space that was already in place when you joined the company. Um, how did it come to, to, you know, to that conclusion? Was that something, you know, CPO or the CEO decided or is it part of the culture? Um, that's a good question. I don't know all the details. Mm -hmm. <laughs> As I said, I only came here six, six months ago, but, uh, or VP of product, um, is, is a really strong leader, um, and, and has lots of experience leading product in, in very different tech companies. And so I believe he's the one who, who brought this to the table, um, and, and really defining who is responsible for what, um, at that time. Yeah. So but, you're. You're, you're, you're a believer in processes. You think processes are, are important. It has a, a ground for good development, um, for good company uh, output outcomes. Um, I, I think there are processes and processes. <laughs> uh, you know, you have some processes that are very long and very strict and tight knit and, and you can't really work around those and it takes more time to, to get something done right. Um, I think that's not the way I see the word process here um, and at Contentful. Uh, it's more like these are the things that we want to enter gets done um, before we launch a feature and here are the people responsible for it. Um. How many people do actually have working products at Contentful right now? So how big is the team and how is it structured? You have a VP um, of product and... Yeah, I never really counted, <laughs> but I, I, I would uh, say between 20 and 25 product managers. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, we have, uh, I'd say like a, a 
yeah, over a dozen engineering team. Each engineering team has a product designer and a product manager. Mm-hmm. Um, so a PM is not working on multiple teams at the same time, which is really nice. Um, and an engineering manager, yeah. And and since you arrived six months ago, how how did how long did it take to actually launch a Steam feature? Actually, you did it, I, I don't know, quite fast. So you took research, you had previous research done, and then you that, did that those interviews, 20 interviews or so. And how long was that between yeah. research and shipping? Um, I guess like three months and a half, four months, mm-hmm. where I was really able to do deep research, which is a luxury. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a company to have so much time to do to do research, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, and then took like two two months to build something like this. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. So maybe but we can just maybe, to go, go on, back go on. on it. Sorry, <laughs> on your initial question about yeah, what's what's a, a the single most important thing that a company can do, and I think we're not talking about it enough mm-hmm. uh, in 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 product discussion is um, I'd say nurturing a great relationship between product development or R and D and the go to market teams. So think like your support team. Um, professional services, customer success, sales, pre-sales. Um, so really the money side <laughs> of the company. Um, and I think it's they, they both rely strongly on each other. Um, and if you have a good relationship and a good bridge between those two uh, worlds, if you want, then it can really take your company to the team. Do you have a product marketing um, product marketing managers as well in, inside Contentful? Is that... Yeah, we, we do have a, a, a great uh, product marketing team, but we also have uh, regular uh, syncs and updates. So every sprint, everyone in the company uh, is uh, can come and, and follow what we have built. They give their opinions. Uh, so they share all that context about why we're building things in a certain way. So mm-hmm. I think that's super important. And at a leadership level, um, they're also invited uh, to listen to us when we're pitching to leadership about um, certain product ideas and why we um, think we should solve certain certain problems. Yeah. So. All right. So let's talk a little bit about recruitment, if if you may. Um, I know. Can you tell us about a recent example of a, a company that? You know, we talked about McDonald's and how yeah. they are using that um, those channels to really activate community and, and talent acquisition. But in terms of the, the product space, it's super, it has become a very competitive space. I guess Berlin, it's, you know, even more competitive. It's a very hot startup city. So lots of companies pitching for product jobs. Um, which company do you think has really, um, you know, created a good employee onboarding experience anything comes to mind when you when you think about employee onboarding experiences for product managers um not necessarily employee onboarding but i think companies that are brilliant at attracting top talents are the Mm -hmm. ones that are forward thinking uh, in terms of future of work Mm-hmm. Um, and so, for example, like Atlassian allowing remote work in a similar-ish time zone and coming to the office only four times a year or coming to the office more if you want. 
Um, or you have companies also offering a four days work week. Um, when I was looking for a job this winter, this was uh, presented to me by a company called uh, Welcome to the Jungle. And it automatically clicks in your head and you think if the company is trusting their employees to do the job in four days uh, versus five and offering that flexibility it tells a lot about um, its values and, and the way that they're, they're just forward thinking. If you, if you have to choose an assistant PM to work with you, which three characteristics would you pitch to contract him and which tree would actually eliminate him or her from your, you know, con Ooh. your hiring process? Oh, um, that's an interesting question. <laughs> um, uh, I'd say rejecting her is, is always hard. And I don't think it's that clear cut is more like the overall, um, um, the overall, yeah, um, impression and, and work that you give throughout the interview. Mm -hmm. But uh, three characteristics that, that usually click is um, um, when you see uh, PMs that are um, super, super organized, and but not only organized, but in the responses to some interview questions are also showing that um, they're able to propose new things to um, make just like the, the product machine a, a better oil process, um, basically. Um, so I think that was some, some brilliant um, APM interviews that I've had where they not only showed they were, you know, very well organized, but also they gave some suggestions. Um, so that's one. And um, I'd say some, um, some, some qualities where you can adapt um, easily to the environment that you have around you. Mm -hmm. uh, that you can work on different types of products um, and yeah, different setups, um, different sorts of timelines and things like that. All right. Um, so uh, still on, on the product, um, how, how, how do you think companies should avoid becoming feature factories and instead of focusing on customer outcomes and, and, and really being outcome factories, right? So I know it's a very debated topic yeah. Um, but it's so easy to get into that trap. Um, so how do you how do you spot that? Now? What, what's your opinion on on that? Um, maybe let's start with a clarification on what a fac feature factory is. Um, and so um, tell me how you, you see this, Andre. But for me, it's shipping constantly one feature after the other, focus on the quantity, not on the customer problem. Is that is yeah. that a fair description? That's that's, that's a fair description. I, I don't want to bring dinner discussions to this fireside <laughs> chat. So, uh, but um, it seems fair to me. Okay, yeah. So I might not be the best to talk about this topic to, to be honest. I know there's lots of resources from John Cutler, uh, who's the one who came up with that term, which is a great term. Um, but from where I'm standing and with my experience, um, I can say probably two things. Um, always focus on your customer problems. That seems obvious. And I have mentioned it so many times already uh, in, in this meeting, but uh, it's crucial to identify and prioritize precise jobs to be done. Um, and the jobs to be done is, yeah, like um, what a person really seeks or um, a user really seeks to do in a given circumstance, right? Um, and always have and understand the evidence 
in your hand, whether it's analytical data or interviews or things like that. Um, and so I'd say like be transparent um, about this data that you have and these jobs to be done that you've identified and don't be afraid to go ahead and explain the context as much as you can to all stakeholders around you. Um, that's really my advice, like explain as much as you can so that you don't have those, um, you know, roadmap um, disruptions <laughs> happening at the last minute. So if you share that context all the time, I think it's, um, it's really helpful. Um, and then the second advice um, that, um, you know, I think all of us as PMs are, are trying to grow is to make room for measuring and um, iterating. Um, so stay away from shipping features and not looking back. I know it's easy. You're happy. The baby's out, mm -hmm. <laughs> as you said earlier, and, and you're not you're not looking back. Right. So you have to ensure that you're like doing retrospectives, identify the learnings that you can apply to um, the next product, um, that you're always measuring the usage of your feature and, and share it with your team, whether it's good or bad. Mm -hmm. um, Sometimes it, yeah, it might not be good, but at least everyone's aware of it. Like there's nothing to, to be uh, ashamed of. And, and together you can think about what can be um, done there and what we can iterate on. And so actually at Contentful, I'm talking again about Contentful process, but we actually have a status uh, for all of our epics called launch measure iterate. Um, and we have to give a status update on those as well on a regular basis. So we're not only mm -hmm. updating on what's in discovery, what's in solutioning, what's being built, but we also say, you know, we launched this as an early access program. We're measuring this. These are the changes we're going to make. And even though when it's launched on GA, we still, you know, log all of that feedback and, and make a plan for it. Yeah, that's so important. So important. Yes, uh, Margot, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing all these insights today. It was so, so helpful. Um, can you please just tell us uh, whether people can get in touch with you if they want and how to do that? Um, yeah, LinkedIn works. If you have any questions about product management, wanting to more to know more about Contentful or, as I said, hiring tips, I spend a lot of time, uh, a lot of time um, coaching people, reviewing resumes. Uh, making sure they're ATS proof. Um, so yeah, feel free to reach out. Just don't hesitate at all.